Ron Johnson is running for U.S. Senate again, Phil. Even though he promised voters and our editorial board in person six years ago that he wouldn't. But he's not just running against one of the ten or so Democrats seeking the party's nomination for the fall election. He's running against us, the media. Like Donald Trump, he's playing the victim again. He says Trump didn't lose because more people voted for Biden. Trump lost because the media got Biden elected. In his latest ad... Basically, Ron Johnson blames the media for all the problems in the world, for getting Biden elected, for covering up his horrible policies. Ron Johnson's kind of taken the uh, Vladimir Putin view of a free and open media. And he's confusing that some media outlets are opinionated. Some journalists like you and I are opinionated. And then a whole bunch of them, most of them, in fact, are not. And they're just trying to get the facts that Ron Johnson seems to want to confuse. And we're going to talk about it today, Phil. On center stage with Milford and Hands, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics. I'm Scott Milford, the editorial page editor for the State Journal. I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And we are soon to be one third, yes, of the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. And when our new editor joins us, we will definitely be the more masculine one third. <laughs> we might be the more opinionated one third. <laughs> That's true. Let's play this ad by Ron Johnson. It came out late last month. At the start of the ad, a bunch of logos pop up. CNN, MSNBC, also includes the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I'm actually kind of bummed he didn't include yeah, us. I mean, I like, I've drawn more cartoons about him than uh, anybody <laughs> at MSNBC has. Uh, he does not include Fox uh, in one of the logos. Really? I mean, I guess they're just straight ahead news. That's just as, as straight as it gets. He doesn't include Breitbart either, because that is true facts. Let's play the ad. Instead of being impartial, media outlets have become advocates for the Democrat Party. They got Joe Biden, who campaigned from his basement, elected president. Now they're covering up the disasters his policies created by attacking and censoring anyone who exposes the failures. But they can't hide inflation, higher gas prices, and rising crime from the people devastated by them. I'm Ron Johnson, and I approve this message. I will continue to ask questions and uncover the truth. He has this idea that the media is trying to cover up all of Biden's failures. But what does he do in his clip? He shows all these images taken by TV journal <laughs> reporters. <laughs> I mean, he shows this image of, you know, this that horrible image of that plane leaving the airport in Afghanistan with people climbing onto the plane. We ran that on the front page of our newspaper. We're not trying to hide that. And a journalist is there in what is essentially a war zone, risking the journalist's life to get those pictures so that Ron Johnson can even talk about it. Yeah. So that he can even know about it. He ticks off these things we're hiding from people. My goodness. Crime, inflation, and gas prices. We're hiding those from people. Those are in the newspaper every day, dude. It's this right-wing echo chamber that basically, if they see any, th- any facts that don't agree with their worldview, they, cl- they assume that's fake, fake news, fake facts. It's disturbing. You know, we have a free, open media, and Johnson doesn't like that. Well, there's nothing wrong with criticizing the media, particularly opinion journalists like us who really take a position and argue for a certain course course. Well, yeah, we like criticism. Of action. That's part of the American debate. There's a rich history of media outlets offering their views and opinions. This newspaper has been doing it for 183 years. I mean, Johnson's ad acts like, oh, the media today, yeah, watch out, they actually have an opinion. Well, yeah, some of us, that's our job. That's true of 
particularly cable television news, which he flashed up there. Now, he didn't include Fox, but pretty much every television network does have straight news people. I don't watch a lot of Fox News. You and I don't watch no. a lot of cable news because cable news is the bane of society's existence. And I can't stand MSNBC either. I know. Yeah, it's, all cable news is horrible and bad. But a lot of people confuse pundits with straight news reporters. Like in the Wisconsin State Journal on our website, there is far less commentary on the news. Our staff editorials, your editorial cartoons, syndicated columns, local columns, more than a thousand letters to the editor a year from our readers. And those go out digitally across all our platforms. But that's a really small slice of what our news organization does. Most of what our news organization does is collect news and collect the facts and let people decide for themselves. But we still like to suggest what's the best way that Wisconsin and Madison and the country should go. On cable television news, it seems like it's predominantly people offering opinions on stations like Fox and MSNBC. And that's what those shows are for. And then occasionally there's a news report that's more straight news. But he's sort of pretends that somehow nothing on any of these TV shows or nothing in the Journal Sentinel is ever supposed to be an opinion? I mean, come on. I do think that's one of the criticisms of cable news is, is yeah, I mean, people do conflate the opinion show. Like Tucker Carlson's very controversial evening talk show is an opinion show. He's not a straight news journalist. He's an opinion maker, a lunatic opinion maker. A pundit. <laughs> a pundit, you know, which is very different than if you watch Fox News at, say, noon on a Tuesday that's just giving you the headlines. I think, though, the strategy is one that neatly links Johnson with Trump. And here Johnson doesn't even have to be talking about Trump. Yeah. But he's it's totally from the Trump playbook of it's the media's fault. It's not that most voters didn't like Donald Trump. According to Johnson, we got Biden elected. Yeah. So the media yeah. basically went out and voted and got Biden elected <laughs> with our coverage of Trump. And Johnson has admitted this before to people, which is that the reason Trump lost the 2020 election was not because of voting shenanigans or even media coverage. It's because Donald Trump was really unpopular with lots of regular Republican voters. Right. I mean, and, let's, and let's play that clip, too. Yeah. This isn't easy to hear, but Lauren Windsor, a liberal activist, was posing as a conservative activist and pressed Johnson about why Trump lost at a Republican event last fall. Johnson told her, quote, there's nothing obviously skewed about the results, end quote, of the election. Johnson said, quote, if all the Republicans voted for Trump the way they voted for the assembly candidates, he would have won. He didn't get 51,000 votes that other Republicans got, and that's why he lost, end quote. So we obviously uh, we counted enough Republican votes. The only reason Trump lost Wisconsin is 51,000 Republican voters didn't vote for him. They voted for other Republican candidates. So you're telling me that Joe Biden won the state fair and Because I don't see it. I don't believe That's why Donald Trump lost, and that completely contradicts what Johnson just said in one of his first TV ads. I think Johnson, if you get him in a room, he knows what's going on. He knows what reality is. He, if you if you could talk to him, you know, he'll t he'll set you straight. Tell you tell you what happened in the 2020 election, but in public. To the, to the t in front of the TV cameras, it's a wholly different uh, person. I guess a lot of politicians are like that. Well, the other thing that's happened here is that Trump happened. The last time our editorial board met with him, Ron Johnson, that is, was when he was running 
six years ago, promising not to run again. Yep. And he wasn't running as a Donald Trump disciple at that time. No, when in our editorial board meeting, he wanted to talk about the deficit as a as an existential threat to our country, and if we can't get this deficit under control. We're not going to have a country anymore. Although I remember at that meeting showing him a graph from the Conservative Tax Policy Foundation that showed that defense spending was a big reason for big deficits, along with social entitlements. But Republicans don't want to pretend that military spending adds to the deficit, just like Democrats don't want to pretend that social spending adds to the deficit. You know, we spend a lot of money on two things, basically. And neither party wants to admit it. And once his president, Donald Trump, started running up the debt even higher than Obama did, somehow Ron Johnson didn't have much to say about that. It was crickets. Yeah. In fact, he actually, as part of Trump's landmark tax bill, Johnson snuck in parts of that bill to give himself and his buddies tax credits that drove the deficit up higher. And now that Trump's gone, suddenly that's a big issue for him, the deficit. Biden's running up the deficit, even though it's coming down. It's still gigantic. Only the party whose president is in power actually (laughs) cares about the deficit, which is why we're never actually going to fix it. It's just going to get worse. I mean, it can't get worse for forever, can it, Scott? We could go bankrupt. Sounds like Russia's going bankrupt right now. I mean, you know, they are unable to refinance their debts. But that's the thing is, if you think back to six years ago when we met with Ron Johnson and we were like, hey, what happened to free trade? We thought we agreed with you on that. And now Donald Trump's basically a union protectionist. And Johnson sort of carefully said he was still for free trade. A little bit. I think the difference between six years ago when he seemed like a very experienced manufacturer who was committed to a healthy economy for businesses, which then he thinks is good for everyone. And to a large degree, I think he's right on that point. Trump happened and now he's just this Trump's number one apologist and kind of mimics him. Yeah, and, and and he's become not only Trump's number one apologist, he's sort of become a conspiracy theorist, which he, I mean, if you had told me back in 2010 that Ron Johnson was going to be the guy pushing questionable COVID cures and doubting the efficacy of vaccines and all of these, you know, theories about the election and and, and who all of, won the election. Yeah, and not not congratulating Joe. You know, not admitting that Joe Biden won. I mean, you know, it's just it's. I've been like Ron Johnson, that manufacturer from Oshkosh. No, don't be kidding. I mean, sure he's conservative, but mm-hmm. he's not a lunatic, and he was nothing like big shot Trump who claims he can do everything right, has done everything right, never makes a mistake and is a genius and everybody else is stupid. And I mean, a guy like Ron Johnson certainly six years ago thought, oh, what a big talking phony. I'm sure Ron Johnson thought that of him, but he couldn't say it because Trump won the nomination. You can't say the the P word around Trump, phony. So so he had to smooth it all over. But now in his reelection, which he said he wasn't going to run for, but now he says he is, now in his reelection, it's like he's all in on Trump. Ron Johnson plays this game every six years. Where he's like, "Well, I wasn't going to run, but then I had to run." Yeah. You know, you know. It's it, you said that back. You know, when he ran it the first time, he said he wasn't going to run again in 2016, but he had to because Barack Obama got reelected, and Obama was so horrible for the country that he had to mm-hmm. run again. Sometimes the media does deserve con- criticism. I think we do. I think that's one of the good things about social media and the fact that anybody in the planet basically can put up a website and claim to be providing information that's accurate. 
One of the good things is there's just so many more voices. Uh, one of the bad things is is lots of unproven conspiracies can flourish. Yeah. Or at least be fostered. And he's bought into that. And, you know, at the end of this ad, he's going to keep asking questions for the truth. I mean, when is he going to accept the truth? I totally get the point of people who say, oh, well, the doctors think they know everything. Well, it hadn't worked out the way the doctors thought. And I get that they think the bureaucrats and the big government people have gone overboard on some of the restrictions for covid I mean, that's true of a Madison school district. My kid had to run a 5K outside with a mask on. Yeah, our kids are just a lot. In cross country, even though every other team was not doing it. Yeah, yeah. And and yes, you're right. I mean. So, yeah, we get his point. But then he sort of pretends that's the rule, that that's happening everywhere. And you can't trust anybody. And that somehow Listerine makes more sense to uh, push on his constituents than a vaccine. Than a vaccine. That we have scientific evidence, it's working. I heard a wise conservative say, you know, we should take the CDC guidance with a grain of salt. You know, like sure. the CDC says, don't serve your beef medium rare. You know, well, I'm going to eat medium rare steak. <laughs> I know the risks yeah. out there. But it doesn't mean like all of their guidance is garbage if I'm going to take their if I'm going to take their guidance with a grain of salt. So you eat your medium rare steak with salt? Yes, I'll eat my okay. medium rare steak with salt. <laughs> and and but it doesn't mean I'm going to like say the vaccines don't work. There's a difference between yeah. being really public health people you've gone overboard to saying all science is now bunk, which is sort of what Johnson's gotten into. And it's always been sport by politicians that when you don't like what the media is reporting, to say they're unfair, to say they're exaggerating, to say that that's not really what I said or I was taken out of context, that's always been a thing. And sometimes the media does get it wrong. And I think in Washington, the media is a lot more gotcha focused. But Trump then upped that to the point of, Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to say I didn't say what I just said, and I'm going to say you're wrong and you're lying, even though he did just say it. Even though we have the tape. Let's run the tape. Yeah. He's he's tried to – he's taken this to a whole nother level of just denying up and down, and unfortunately, it's washed off on Johnson. I guess Johnson thinks he has to do that to get reelected, but he's considered the most vulnerable U.S. Senate Republican candidate in the country I think he's miscalculated because the next election isn't going to be won by getting all the Trump voters out for Republican, it's going to be one in the suburbs of Milwaukee. And Ron Johnson, with his anti-vax rhetoric and his doubting of the 2020 election, is going to lose a lot of professional, college-educated, conservative people in the Milwaukee suburbs. They might vote for the Democrat. They might do what happened in 2020, which is a lot of Republicans didn't, didn't click the box for Donald Trump at the end of the day. You know, and that's why Donald Trump lost, because people that were voting for other candidates for Republican office didn't didn't vote for Donald Trump because they were upset with him. And if if Ron Johnson plays that game, I think he's going to have the same fate. I think the other mistake he's making and, and hey, this is a purple state. He could win. No question he could win. Oh, he can absolutely win. But I think the other mistake he's making is he's giving young people a reason to vote. Young people usually sit out the midterms. Mm-hmm. They Oh, well, they'll go and vote for president and get all excited about that. And I remember being young, too. But then they won't vote for mayor. They won't vote 
off election for a U.S. senator. Or because, a governor. Yeah, governor snoring. You know, they don't care. And that's why a lot of times the Democrats win the presidency but don't do well in the mid as well in the midterms. I mean, basically every presidency in modern history, they've won the most votes, the Democrats. Yeah, the last um, time a Republican won the most votes was in 2004, and that was 18 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Johnson, I think he's doing a good job of getting the Trump base to get out and vote for him. But the Trump base is only so big. My point I'm trying to make, though, is in reverse, he's giving young people a reason to come out and vote against him. Young people who I don't think would normally vote. But on social media, Ron Johnson in Wisconsin, among young Twitter political people and a lot of novices that are just kind of getting interested in Wisconsin politics in college, he's like enemy number one. And the young people have been pretty good about masks. They've been pretty good about vaccines. Ron Johnson's made a national name for himself as sort of a conspiracy theorist, COVID denier, election denier. And he's, I mean, amongst political circles nationwide, he's a well-known senator. He's much better known than Tammy Baldwin. People don't know who Tammy Baldwin is outside of Wisconsin. But lots of liberals across the country hate Ron Johnson. And it's probably going to lead to a, some good fundraising for whoever his opponent ends up being in the end. Now, I would like to think that in both of the last elections, our endorsements for basically anybody but Donald Trump, we endorsed Joe Biden. And I, he was definitely not your or my favorite Democrat. In the year, four years before that, we endorsed Hillary Clinton. We she was definitely not, not our, our favorite, favorite Democrat, but we were all in against Donald Trump. And so was pretty much every major media outlet that has an editorial board that tries to meet with candidates and put forth a view of this is the better candidate to vote for. Virtually all of them went for Biden over Trump. And Hillary. And went for Hillary Clinton over Trump. So Johnson's right in the sense that editorial boards across the country have probably helped Democrats defeat Donald Trump, but not the news desk. No, not the news desk. (laughs) It should also be said that a lot of these editorial boards are conservative editorial boards. Like the Detroit News did not endorse Donald Trump. I mean, conservative papers across the country decided not to endorse. The State Journal didn't endorse Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, Lots of conservative papers did not endorse Donald Trump because they thought he was not fit for office. The last time the Wisconsin State Journal endorsed a Republican for president, it was Mitt Romney, who now is, is a pariah in the Republican yeah, Party. Yeah, I mean, Ron Johnson and Donald Trump consider him a rhino, lefty, no good bum. Yeah. Actually, he's just a guy who's a good person who's <laughs> willing to stand up and tell the truth once in a while. Yeah. I mean, he's actually a, something of a statesman and a good person. And so that's what's happened to Ron Johnson. To blame Donald Trump and his woes on the media, that's that's quite a stretch. And it's just more of this cry me a river victimization and, oh, nobody treats me fairly, which has been Donald Trump's game ever since he was back at that military camp playing baseball. Donald Trump's definitely stolen that playbook from the liberals of the victimhood. And the Republicans nowadays play the victim more so than the Democrats do. They do. You, you know, They've it's like, oh, the... poor me, wealthy, rich, white person. Nobody listens to me or respect me because I'm rich and a white heterosexual man. And like, dude, get over yourself. And the media treats me so terribly. So, well, we, so we didn't like the ad. We didn't like the ad. <laughs> 
I don't often wish I was able to ask somebody a question in a meeting, but I wanted to ask Ron Johnson this question six years ago when he was in the editorial board, and it just, we ran out of time. Because Johnson kept saying, you know, the deficit is this huge problem, and we're not even pretending it, we don't even acknowledge it exists. I'm trying to get people to even see the deficit exists, because we can't solve it or do anything about it if we don't acknowledge it. I wanted to ask him, so well, you want us to focus on the deficit, but what about climate change? How can we do anything about climate change if we won't admit it exists? And he's been a, one of the first, he's always denying climate change. And I wanted to ask him that question and put it to his face and see what he had to say about it. And that's because it's a conspiracy. I mean, he loves conspiracies. Our theme music is by Tube Tester.